This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, our week-long celebration of Colorado's best fall getaways continues. And this time, we're talking about the spooky stuff. My friend Thad Mile is a curator of contemporary art at Understudy, but he's also a paranormal superfan. So I asked him for his list of the most haunted places in Colorado to help you plan your next weekend getaway or make sure that you can keep your distance from those ghosts. But first, did you hear that we just started a membership program? It is the best way to support the work we do with this show. So if you loved Mayoral Madness or you appreciate our search for the best of everything in Denver, sign up to become a founding member today. It starts at just eight bucks a month. Join now at membership.citycast.fm. Today is Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Today, we're talking about haunted destinations around Colorado. That time of year, we're talking Halloween and just fall stuff in general, and things being haunted is part of that. And so I wanted to talk to my friend, Thaddeus Smile, about some haunted places in Colorado. Hi, Thad. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to talk like that the whole time. <laughs> that would be horrifying. Please don't do that. But that I know we were talking earlier and you're like, I'm not the expert, but like you like scary stuff, right? You like haunted stuff. This is a season for you. Yes. As we previously discussed that the best terminology for me is enthusiast. Okay. You're the enthusiast. I'm very enthused about Halloween (laughs) every year and sometimes the couple months leading up to it. I know you, that drives me crazy, but it's, that's another story for another day. Well, let's start with one of our spots. Um, St. Elmo's ghost town in Chaffee County. What is that? It is an entire town that is uninhabited for the most part, and you can still visit it. Uh, since it has such a high demand for tourism, there are a couple regular, uh, townspeople that still kind of man the gas station and the souvenir shop and the convenience store. But other than that, it's uh, totally unpopulated. <laughs> That's a lot of people though, running a thing that I would assume is just some half burnt down shacks yeah so and in fact the uh, fire is one of the reasons that it is a ghost town now okay at the turn of the century in the late 1800s uh, a fire destroyed most of the business sector of that town and uh, it was never entirely rebuilt it was a mining town at the time which was kind of already on its way out because all the silver and gold mines were depleted sure um, so it was at its peak uh, 2000 member town and then by that time, it was only a couple hundred members. It completely closed in the early 60s, I believe, when the post office shut down, leaving only two people that live there. Wild. Yeah. So I'm assuming, though, this is haunted by maybe some of those past inhabitants. Those last two people those that live there. Yeah. Who are the ghosts? Do we know? Yes, yes. They are 
Um, Annabelle and Tony Stark were their names. Huh. Yeah, and they were a brother and sister duo. They were raised in that town. They refused to leave. They also kind of uh, were a little bit uh, out there, e- eccentric, we'll uh-huh. say. And yeah, so uh, Annabelle had the nickname Dirty Annie because <laughs> <laughs> she never bathed and had naughty hair and actually walked around with a shotgun protecting the town from outside people trying to, you know, take it over or wipe it off the face of the earth. That and kind then of thing. she just contributed to it dying out completely. Then <laughs> she was keeping people. Out she's keeping it. people away. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. So, but so apparently she can see her. Okay. And this is like the thing that brings folks here is the hauntings. I'm assuming by dirty, Annie, dirty, Annie and Tony Stark, her brother. Her okay. Brother. Yeah. So, okay. um, that's, the biggest set of ghosts that you can see, but there's also old miner type ghosts and um, different townspeople, women of the women of the night, uh, sex workers of the old west. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I feel like that's kind of a trope here. Yeah. Uh, the haunted brothel, the haunted, yes. you know, people wandering the streets or whatever. It makes for a good story. Yeah, but it says it, it has. It still has over 40 still intact buildings. So this is like legitimately looks like a ghost town. It makes it not only one of the largest in Colorado, one of the largest ghost towns in Colorado, but one of the largest in the country. No way. Yeah. So if you're not into the spooky element of it, you can always go for the historical side of things as I well. Might, I might do that part. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Go in the, you know, in the daytime when there's less ghosts. Go to the souvenir shop. Yeah. So what's our next one? The next one is Hotel Jerome in Aspen, Colorado. Oh, sure. Have we heard of this I one? I think it's kind of famous. Yeah, it's really famous. I feel like the ghost that's most famously known for haunting that place has made its way into popular culture and movies oh. in one form or another. So uh, the most famous ghost in Hotel Jerome is a little boy who drowned. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And uh, his parents were staying in room 310. And so the whole third floor is haunted by a little boy who's wet, uh, dripping wet. He has a wet towel or shivering. He leaves wet footprints or puddles of water where in the places where he's seen. Um, Like this isn't good for parents to see. (laughs) As a parent, I feel so sad about this. This one's a scary one, and I so supposedly the the room three ten overlooks the pool where he drowned. So that kind of if you want to rent that room, that's the most sought out room. Uh Aha! It's one of those. It's kind of like the Stanley. You can get that room and. Yeah, yeah. And this, I think this happened in the 30s, the mid 30s. So the boy has that whole, you know, like depression era vibe, which makes for scarier ghosts, I think, when the golden era of ghosts. The golden era of ghosts. I would say, I I know, I feel like children is one of the ghosts that feels like the weird saddest to me. Like if you saw a child ghost. Sad ghost, but it's also a trope. You know, you have the sex worker ghost, which I think this... Hotel also has its own sexy ghost. They might have a sexy ghost. They do, yeah. So a dead kid ghost and a dead kid ghost. It's got fun for the whole family. <laughs> well, if you need to go to Aspen, uh, stay at Hotel Jerome and see if you can hang. Hotel Jerome. Oh, I can tell you another Hotel Jerome story if you'd like. Okay. Okay. So the sexy ghost. I actually know the sexy ghost's name. Her name is Katie Kerrigan. Oh. Yes, and she was a housekeeper there. She was like so pretty that. People stared at her and the other housekeepers got jealous about this. And so they would always like play pranks on her. And one of the pranks is one day they told her that her cat had fallen through the ice in a nearby pond. And when she went to go look for her cat, she fell in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now she haunts the place. But this is how people have reported seeing her mostly is she makes your bed. So that sounds like a terrible forever life to have. 
Yeah, making people's beds for yeah. an eternity yeah. after you drowned. Because you were too pretty. It's rough being pretty like that, I, I guess. Know. I know. Okay, next one. Okay, let's see what else we got. Oh. Hotel Colorado? Uh-huh. We're going to stay in the hotel vibe. I have stayed there, and I legitimately would not stay there again because our room was haunted. For sure. Really? Yes, but I never looked up what the ghost situation was, but I for sh- that. Yes, it was terrifying. Good. I'm so, oh yeah. Is this the one that like stole some jewelry? Uh, no, I don't think so. I just like felt something over my face. Like I kept waking up like something was touching my face. Oh, interesting. It was so scary. So, so who is this one supposedly haunted by? I was doing a lot of research on this one. There's like uh, in 1993, there's a story about this guy named Dave who was like making his rounds in the basement. He's a security guard named Dave. And then he saw an old woman like peering into the basement window. Oh my God. And the windows are, the wells are super deep. So he like ran outside because he thought maybe an old lady had fallen down in there or something. And when he went to go check it out. Empty. Empty. Totally empty. Oh. So the old lady staring through the window. That's a, that's a spooky image. Figures through a window are always terrifying. <laughs> oh. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. What do we have next? This one is another sad one. Some <laughs> dead kids for you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's just that is a depressing ghost site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's um, this one's also kind of uh, it's called Third Bridge. It's in Bennett, Colorado. There's really not much to see around there other than this bridge. It's kind of in the middle of farmland. Uh, it's about 45 minute drive. So you can drive out there and check it out. The problem is young people drive out there to check it out and they, they don't know. They don't always make it back. Yeah, <gasps> because they drive recklessly or maybe they see a spirit in the road. Who knows? You know, it's a little bit scary. But in 1993, there was a really bad car accident oh, that no. took the lives of some teenagers. And then as recently as 2016, there was another car full of kids that got in an accident while coming back from that road so, or from that bridge. So you could see some 90s ghosts, some mid 2000s ghosts. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you ever do anything like that when you were a teenager? Like go to a place like with your friends because you heard it was haunted? I don't remember ever doing that. And I feel like we're kind of a place that's like perfect for that. Yeah, I went to, there was like an abandoned hospital in in Arvada. Oh. Yeah, and I went into that like urban splunking where you break into a place that you're not allowed to be. (laughs) Was it scary? It was, yeah, it was really scary. I wouldn't wouldn't do it again. It's not there anymore. But. Oh, I was going to say, can we still go there? Yeah, no, they tore it down a long time ago. And they put like a uh, mixed use building or something. Oh, good. Well, that's probably haunted then. 
It definitely, yeah. I feel like ghosts don't just go away because the physical structure is gone. You right? can hear voices, but it's because of the thin walls, not so much of <laughs> the crappy the construction. Haunting. Yeah, exactly. So lots of teenager ghosts there. I would say if you do visit that, drive safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't speed. A lot of these accidents were due to a combination of those things. Ooh. So, so this is a this is a PSA. It's a PSA. Yeah. Don't don't go to the haunted bridge unless you're going to go the speed limit and wear a seatbelt. All right. So we're going to jump out of the haunted hotel stuff and get into aliens. Aliens. Uh, there's, I don't know. I think I feel like you've talked about this one before. Maybe. The Watchtower. Yeah. I don't. Maybe we have the UFO Watchtower. UFO Watchtower. I mean, I was just in the sand dunes earlier this year. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's in San Luis Valley, just outside of the sand dunes, so you can kind of make it a whole weekend if you want to do some camping. Um, it's the most active area for UFO sightings. Um, in and Colorado. Uh, unknown. Okay. At least what their website says. In the world. <laughs> Sure. In the entire universe, who knows? Right, right. <laughs> There's 240 documented sightings as of uh, late 2020. Where so, do you, where do you fall on the UFO, uh, real or not spectrum, Thad? Oh my goodness! I thought this was going to be a short episode. No, I want to know. I don't know how you feel about aliens. I mean, it's hard to say. I think some of those unexplained phenomena can be accurate. I believe in also the power of the human mind can alter things alter people's perceptions but the government just told us they're real right yeah yeah so that's what they want you to think you know they're yeah that's to... true this place is probably not a government sanctioned ufo site i think i i have seen in the sky like one weird unexplainable object that looked kind of like it couldn't be i crafted by humans yeah but so. I, but what does that mean i don't know could be time travelers could be aliens could be ghosts you never know yeah you never know great so now a bunch of people are gonna think i'm crazy <laughs> you're welcome that's why i brought you on the show um it says that it may contain a vortex to other dimensions yeah so i would totally go there i'm into a good vortex that's why the aliens are coming and hanging around there okay they're trying to interact with these vortices there's two of them and psychics multiple independent psychics have confirmed the existence of these vortices so they'll go down and they'll do their hoodoo voodoo i kind of believe that to be honest with you and they're like oh i see these two vortices with and the, oh, there's also two beings protecting these vortices that these psychics see then it's been confirmed okay yeah. i mean i i don't know i'm into a good vortex i've been to the new age capital of the known universe sedona huge vortex exactly for sure for sure. Also, there's a Catholic church there, which is like a whole other portal. And what vortex wouldn't be complete with its own healing garden? There's also a healing garden there. Okay. So you can, because uh, the vortices have healing powers. If you go and leave an item, you know, like if you can't yeah. walk, you leave your cane there. If you can't breathe, you leave your inhaler there, blah, blah, blah. It, it may or may not cure these ailments. Interesting. It's kind of like how hot springs were marketed at the turn of the last century. The healing powers of farty eggy smelling water yeah you know but yeah. this is like you can just go to the vortex and drop off your whatever <laughs> drop off your mobility your pack device. of smokes and then boom you're done you're smoking. done smoking yeah. okay i like that i think we have one more thing on our list yeah wow that went by fast cripple creek the whole place this is a functioning city right yeah it's a it's a city that still has lots of people in it not just three people? i don't know yeah <laughs> Maybe thousands. <laughs> I feel like this era of city is just like rife for being haunted. It's like the time frame in Colorado 
the the towns that did survive, you know, like Victor, like Cripple Creek. Yeah, this one has a couple of good. I mean, it's got the mining ghost because it's an old mining town. So you got your turn of the century, Victorian era, Depression era kind of ghost. Definitely like, my if I had to like a ghost, that's my favorite. That's the era, best one. For sure. Yeah, that's for the sure. best one. Um, this one has a haunted ghost child. <sighs> He's got ghost a little ghost child. So this much. one is uh, the Imperial Hotel. They're, the owner and daughter both haunt this place. And, and basically the daughter had some undiagnosed uh, mental illness and he kept her there. Um, oh, no. Kind of against her will, but also for her own good because she wasn't able to take care of herself. But sure. one day in a fit, she hit him in the head with a with a frying pan, <gasps> as a cast, a cast iron, iron one. Sure. Yeah, because it's Those you know, are heavy. back in the day uh-huh. and killed him. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, and then she she died shortly after of her illness or not being taken care of and some complication due to that. But they both are stuck there now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that sounds so scary. But this is like the whole town. You're saying though, there's like go go sightings throughout it of these folks. That's just one of many stories, my friend. Okay. There are also stories of Buffalo Billy's Casino that's haunted by a, a little girl named Lily. <gasps> She's an, quite the artist, apparently. She draws pictures at the top of the stairs, um, sometimes scratching it into the paint or the floorboard, no. and they have to constantly refinish it up there. Yeah. It Ooh. could also be just, you know, kind of jerk guests, but who knows? <laughs> People contributing to the lore. Yeah, yeah. I'm for Graffiti that. artists that can't control themselves. Yeah. We know these people. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, that gives me the willies There's a, bit. Um, a casino up there called Grand Casino, sure. uh, Colorado Grand Casino. Um, and Maggie's restaurant, which is haunted by Maggie. That's why they have Who's named Maggie? the restaurant. Yeah. Maggie's restaurant. Yeah. So Maggie was a worker there. I can't remember exactly what she did, but how you can tell you've seen Maggie or are in Maggie's presence is you can smell her perfume and hear her singing voice uh, from the what did, the den or whatever. Whoa. She has a very uh, high soprano singing voice. Is, oh. And that's been reported, people hearing it when no one is in there singing. Those different elements of like the smells of something or the sound are like, that's even almost sometimes scarier to me than the seeing the apparition or whatever. Speaking of smells, okay. Cripple, Cripple Creek has its own smelly ghost in Hotel St. Nick. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's smelly ghost. The smelly ghost. If you want to go see a smelly ghost or smell a smelly ghost, you go to Hotel St. Nick. It smells like raw sewage. You know what that sounds like to me? They have not updated their sewage system. Or it's a ghost. <laughs> or it's a ghost. I actually lived in uh, an, uh, this place called the Acacia on 14th and Pennsylvania in Capitol Hill. And they have like a lot of infamous ghost stories that are written in ghost books and stuff. Oh, and one yeah. of the things that they always said was like blood runs from the fountains. Oh, yeah. When I lived there, it was like really rusty water. So it was like really red water that came out. And I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, OK. It's not haunted so much as the buildings just old, yeah. <laughs> janky old buildings. So. Oh, but then gosh. some spooky stuff did happen to me there. So at the Acacia. Yeah. But what? that's not a destination. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like. That's for next year. Okay. Didn't you live in the Acoma house too? That's like fancy now over by the Evans school. It used to be painted green. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. And now it's like a boutique hotel. Yeah, it was not boutique when I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> so Very haunted. Those are mine. What okay. Are, those are, tell me yours now. <laughs> this is your job because as you know, I don't like anything scary or haunted. Though I would say. 
Like I, the Hotel Colorado thing was scary because I was staying there. I might wander around it and check it out, but I would never stay there again. Never. Oh yeah, tell me about what happened specifically. It was just like we, I was sleeping and I kept getting awakened by something or someone touching my face. And I would wake up and my whole family, like my family, my friend Melanie was here from, she was visiting. We were like on a family trip and no one else is awake. Nobody. Oh, weird. And I'm just like laying in bed and right as I would close my eyes again, I would feel it again on my face and like my eyelashes. It was like, I was up all night long. <laughs> the next morning I was like, we're never staying here ever again. And no one else in the room had that experience. Oh, weird. Nobody knew what happened. Um, okay, this is a good list. I feel like we can kind of go all over different parts of the state. We've got Chaffee County, Aspen, Glenwood Springs. I mean, so many different spots. Yeah, and the leaves are changing it's right beautiful. now. beautiful. You got to check out the leaves. A lot of these will get you just far enough into the wilderness, but not so much you have to like waste the whole weekend. Yeah, you could do like a day trip. Exactly. I like that idea. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, that, this was so fun. Thanks for coming. Always a pleasure. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the ghost of Dirty Annie about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. The little boy that drowned, his ghost is known as... Water boy. I know the water boy. I know. <laughs> Poor little water boy. Oh, that's so sad.